Welcome to What Needs to be Said. I'm your host, Alex Regan. Join me on a transformative journey as we explore the power of speaking our truth, overcoming adversity, and discovering our authentic selves. Through personal stories of origin, struggle, and emergence, we'll uncover the profound truth that connects us all. Just as I wanted readers of my book, What Needs to be Said, to see themselves within the pages, my hope for this podcast is that you'll recognize yourself in each of our stories. Together, our collective storytelling creates a space for healing and helps us grow closer to who we really are, oneness. Get ready to embark on this remarkable journey of self-discovery and connection. Welcome to What Needs to be Said. This week, I am beyond thrilled to have special guest Rob Bell with me. Rob's a New York Times bestselling author with 14 incredible books and plays under his belt, including his latest gem, Where Do You Park Your Spaceship, which I cannot recommend enough. The man's creativity is off the charts, his infectious laughter will have you smiling, and he's sure to leave you feeling deeply inspired. Beyond his words, Rob's also creating some seriously cool visual art over on Instagram. Seriously, check it out if you haven't. It's a visual treat. And if that's not enough Rob for you, he's dishing out wisdom every week on his own podcast, The Robcast, where he dives into life, the universe, and everything in between. It's a must listen. Whether you're a longtime fan or just stepping into Rob's world, I'm excited for you to join us. So grab a seat, relax, and let's get started. All right, welcome back to What Needs to be Said. I have got with me one of my absolute favorite authors, really of all time, Rob Bell. Rob, I'm so excited to have you here with me. We're going to talk about Rob's new book, Where Do You Park Your Spaceship? An Interplanetary Tale of Love, Loss, and Bread. And I'm sure we'll talk about a few other things. So Rob, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so excited, man. This is one of my, this is one of my favorite books I've read in a long time, and I mean nonfiction, fiction. I don't care. It really it moved me so deeply, and I can't wait to like dive into some of my favorite parts of it with you. Good. Okay. First, I want to just I want to just ramble off a few of my one liners that just knocked me. Just <laughs> like I I literally just like wrote these down. Okay, I've got this. I've got these couple. I see how our hearts get cluttered with all the stories we tell ourselves about who and where we come from. Bam. I mean, that just knocked me down. Oh, that's when they're in the bakery and they're about to have their first slice of the sourdough with rosemary. And he can like, it's like he can see Lan Zing has brought all this, what she thinks is tradition and lineage. And Ziga May is like, oh, no, no, no. You've like misunderstood your own tradition. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that so one glad. just got me. The, one. the second one I noted down was all sorts of good things happen in liminal spaces. As long as you don't rush to get into the next room. Damn it, Rob. <laughs> Borns. He just brings it. <laughs> Seriously. I just was like, oh. That was just like a little reminder from the universe of me. Like, yeah, I'm always in a hurry to get to the next space. I have always sort of like tried to get away from the liminal space and not really realizing how much growth, expansion, change, like new experiences that really come from sort of just swimming around in that space and not being in such a damn hurry to get somewhere else other than that middle, that middle space. Oh, so well said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. 
And then let's see my next one. The universe is infinite, right? It just goes and goes and goes. And I'm aware of the universe. So you're saying that I'm the universe, but the universe is also my awareness or that I'm in the universe, but the universe is also my awareness. Come on. (laughs) I got nothing for that. I mean, it's just like, I love this because so many times you read, I mean, fiction books are great. Sometimes that's such a, you know, opportunity to sort of get away from your life to go and just like experience something that's just like fun in this magical other place. And this book was that, but there were also, I mean, I felt like in some ways this was like one big giant Rob Bell sermon, just like woven into this amazing fictional story. And I just kept being wowed and awed by these liners that just brought me in some ways to my knees at times. It's interesting that you say that because I, I, I just love hearing that because my my work for a number of, for decades, literally was a particular, well, you know, from teaching, there's a particular kind of explaining energy that is a gift you are trying to give people of like, here's the pattern, here's the history behind that, here's how that works. And there's something about this sprawling story that was like it only works to enter into a almost like a state of being where what happens next. Um, if there's any explaining or if I have some point I'm trying to make, like if you see a movie and you could tell what the point of the movie is, you're like, ugh, it's like so on the nose, so heavy, heavy-handed. So what's fascinating about creating this story is it only work like so i'm only like listening to you talk about like like it's almost like i need other people to go oh that's a thing i mean i do remember at one point thinking god rob your characters do give a lot of speeches and and then being like yeah i guess they do like deal with it like they do (laughs) i'm writing this book but you're right It, it um a number of people have said it's kind of like everything you ever did, but in a whole new way and beyond. And like I need, I've needed other people to point that out because I can't. It's almost like I can't see it. Yeah, that it's makes fascinating sense. how it works. I mean, I also love how every character has. I mean, the arc you wove together. It wasn't just like Heen. Like I loved all the stuff where it's like Heen. How everyone messed up his name, like the Heen grew bears, you know, and all those parts. Like the kids, like making fun of it that it was the bear. Like the playfulness of all of that, but also how every character had this magnificent arc where you just were not. You're like, where is this going to go? You know, you really didn't know piddle 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 you know like where any of it was gonna go and i love that every like i couldn't put it down to the point where i'd be like i have to put this down and go like do a meeting or i have to like get on a phone call for work you know and i'm like shit you know like i don't want to put it down i want to keep going (laughs) oh that is great that is great i don't have any uh training like i don't know like People, like, I, I know what a protagonist is, I guess, but, like, somebody mentioned something that happens in the second act, and, like, I don't know, or, like, a character arc, I mean, I guess I can understand, I understand what a character arc is, but, like, consciously mapping something out wasn't, I don't, I don't have any of those skills, or, or 
training or even awareness. It's all like a, so I love hearing you say that, like this character arc. Cause I don't, I get there some other way, I guess. So it's, just, it's fun to yeah. hear you say that. <laughs> Which is even more spectac- spectacular, I think, that you're just getting there in your own Rob Bell sort of way, you know, not in the very traditional sense of it. And so speaking of that, how did you make that leap? Like, where did this come to you from? You know, because I was at the workshop that you did in, in the summer with with Liz Gilbert, and I know you talked about it some there, and I got excited then. But, you know, how did you come to this after all your, you know, nonfiction sort of spirituality kind of yeah. self-helpy, you know, like where'd this come from? I love it. Yeah. I'd written one other novel years ago and I'd written some plays. And when I did that, honestly, Alex, it was like, Oh, this is like, this is like me. It was like, almost like, I mean, I go around the world talking about, no, it's not too good to be true. It's good enough to be true. But I honestly would have like, yeah, maybe if I, maybe in some other life when I could do what I really wanted, but, you know, I got this stuff I'm kind of expected to do. But even, like, there was something about stories that it was so enjoyable. And then this guy wakes this guy. In the middle of the night, a guy is asking this guy, where'd you park your spaceship? Almost like somewhere between a dream and being wide awake. Just some sort of, like, you know, you're sort of foggy, like, uh and I remember just thinking, well, how does he feel about this question? He does not like this question. And it just cracking me up in the middle of the night. Like, where did that come from? And making some notes in the clothes closet. Like where you have like the don't forget the mm-hmm. bread notes you make. Uh, yeah. I remember just, what's that one? What's the one guy's name? Dill Tud. Well, of course it's Dill Tud. Like all, and I always have loved names. So I'm making up Heen Grubers. And I had to go through this. And that went on for weeks. Of just like I just kept making notes on the story that I didn't have any. No one's asking for this. It's just right. Um, and I had to genuinely with something so like earnest and like a young boy, like give myself permission. Hmm. It was like a really, really like uh, tender, vulnerable. Is it okay? Also, I don't even know who I was asking. Is it okay if I actually just sit down and start typing the story just for myself? No one will ever read it. No one will ever. So there's something I'm working out here that I'm not even. And even all those years of explaining teacher, spiritual teacher energy, this was like some like welcome to your subconscious. Mm. Or, or like the Tao Te Ching, not knowing. There's not knowing and knowing. Um, yeah. It was something of, and then I would got in whatever, 100, 200, 300 pages in and was like, my God, there's so much grief and sadness. And then, and that's why doing these interviews has been like such an, like a, unlike any other experience I've ever had because I'm, oh yeah, I, there's a, a lot of what I did for years was we're all going to be fine. We're good. You're going to make it. We're all going to be okay. And this was like going back and going, oh, no, sometimes it doesn't, no, it's also like, sometimes like brutal and life does just wreck you on occasion. And there was some, and my kids are very helpful about like, it's okay to be sad. And I didn't come from that world. So I I definitely could see I was, that there's stuff in there, but yeah. 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 I kind of love that 
that theme, you know, I don't want to give too, too much away. People, if you haven't read this, you got to freaking read it. But, you know, in that space of everyone is a lot of the people are kind of going around like life is great. This way we're doing things now is great because, you know, they really screwed it up on Earth. So we're doing it differently now. And then I just love that as it starts to move through, even Heen, you know, he's like behind it. He's gung ho. He's like, yeah, this is, I want to work for you guys. The chairs, this is going to be the greatest thing. And then as he starts to open up realizing, oh, what if this is not the best way? Like, I I love that, like his mind opening up like, oh shit, you know, like this is maybe not any different. And maybe we are like not going about this the best way. And I guess like I felt such a resonance, you know, my own, story of sort of leaving behind my family, sort of being kicked out of my spiritual communities as I came out as queer, you know, being like, you you, you, you don't belong here kind of space. As I was reading Heen's experience of leaving behind, you know, there being such tremendous grief, loss, and almost abandonment pushing you forward mm-hmm. in this way that like you couldn't any longer stay where you, you know, came from. And I resonated with that so much. And I saw my own life sort of, as I was reading, I saw my own patterns of, you know, going from planet to planet, going from place to place, like kind of like maybe just uh, letting people in a little bit, but really keeping them at, mm. you know, arm's length and like, ooh, I don't know if this is safe. I, I This is my job. You know, I, I really saw that in myself as I was reading the story. And as I got towards, you know, the you know last couple of chapters even i had this um, tremendous amount of my own grief just sort of well up to the top and as it ended i i literally was almost in tears because i was like it can't end right now like i need the second book you know like i need to see where he goes with this information almost as if to inform my own healing of like where else i can go with that same awakening of it's time to open your heart. It's time to be vulnerable. It's time to go and dive all in, you know, 100% and not be like half in, half out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what surprises await you with future Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was a really interesting, uh, one friend said, a couple different friends who are in publishing and books is like their thing. We're like, yeah, you know, the it really the action only starts, really starts when Nunez shows up. That's like when, like traditionally, you would say, now that's really where it starts. So maybe just a little bit of background, but then you got to bring your reader in to like, what's at stake, conflict. And I distinctly remember sitting with that and thinking, as I lived with that note from them, two a couple different people. It's like, no, you, you have to be with this, in this book, you have to be with this guy for a long time. It's a feeling. And if that's boring and the reader, fine. Because, but if you stay with him, things may happen. What laps and laps, decades into the future, if you've been with him, there are, things that may only be able to happen in the story. Uh, but I distinctly remember that, like, getting, because every space you're in, there are experts, and even people who of love you and support you and want you to do, who give you, like, great feedback, and yet something within you is like, you know, like, there's a way, 
there's a way this this is asking to be done hmm. and it involves exactly what you're saying like it's not just stuff happening it's stuff happening <laughs> yeah like the biggest yeah. stuff yeah. happening do you think uh i know you always say the saying on your podcast like seven robs ago whatever <laughs> you know that it's multiple and, and i love that i use that in my coaching with people i use that in my daily life that was like 25 alex's ago you know like, <laughs> right but do you think you know seven robs ago or 10 robs ago would have been able to push through that advice even from other folks saying oh i would change this part or whatever is that the you the rob that is now that's able to say no i know in me this is what the book has to look like well in some ways just talking about this with one of my boys yesterday i'm i swear to you alex from the from the very beginning i've, I've been in settings that had this is how we do it. And I had this existential itch, like there's some way I'm here to do it. Hmm. Um, which which obviously you're young and ego and you want to prove yourself, but also like a deep knowing of like, I, I'm, so I, that's like a through line in my life. And, and I swear and and Kristen is even she's just the same or more like oh we got to do what there won't be any money yeah we'll be fine oh wait people lots of people might not understand it okay um you may get uh disowned okay like like the listening the pain of not being in alignment and following it and a number of times Kristen and I would not even be able to tell you what we were can't even articulate what you're following other than you know what I'm talking about something that's like where the life is and it's oddly like has life and death and it's it's like if like if those shoes versus those shoes somehow contained within them life life and death and you see other people who are like yeah the, the job kind of sucks but it's fine we're good we're going on vacation in two weeks we're good like one like almost not envious but like wouldn't i would love to not have the dials so turned up that i could be um but i was just wasn't it was always like that from when i was in my early 20s like now there's there's some other way to do that and i'm gonna try it how i sense it ought to be tried well i have no no guarantees there's yeah so so this um I remember the my first book was had a plain white cover, and the publisher was my friend designed it. The publisher was like, "You can't do that." And we we're like, "No." And then word the name was tiny; it was turned on its side and on the cover. And they were like, "You don't understand." And we we're like, "No, this is the cover." Somehow we were able to just stick to it. <laughs> so it's always felt like that a little bit. It's always felt like that a lot. I love actually. it. That maybe that's part of what's always drawn me to your work. <laughs> is that that lives in me, but I have often quelled it and other times let it just take off like a wild stallion that is like run through the, you yes. know, the forest. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I feel that so deeply. And that's something I've really come back to a lot myself is that's what you have to be following. You know, you sort of can't, you can't unknow that. Yes. You know, yes. when you have followed that, it's like, you can't unknow it. So when you don't, man, do you come up against so many things? Like I get physical ailments, yes, I get yes, all yes, kinds yes. of mental yeah. health stuff. And it's like, hello, warning, mm -hmm. warning. You know, it's like a big red flag. And sometimes I still don't listen. Right, right, right. Your bo <laughs> The body starts talking. And it's actually helped. 
over the years, it's taken a while for me to, to have like a sort of, I don't know what the word is, compassion, empathy, or compassion, whatever the word is. Like, oh yeah, like people who are like, no, I actually, I get health insurance and I get a paycheck every two weeks and I belong and there's like a structure. Uh, it took me a long time to, uh, like, why doesn't everybody just, oh, because that's really, some of that's really nice. That can be really nice. Why doesn't everybody just go, because, because, and for, because, some, some things are just, are quite nice. Some comforts. So, it, it, otherwise, you just end up this person who only, you're just so, head so far up your own arse, you can't understand why anybody else wouldn't want to be, do it like you do it. And you're like, right. I want to be out in the cold, struggling with it. <laughs> so, so there's like, I, the more I've had love for myself, the more it's helped me, like, just understand we all, you know, everybody's where they're at. Hmm. That makes me think that even for Heen, the more he found that love for himself, that the more it actually changed the dynamic of who he was and his opening up because he didn't have that in that early part, right? He was like struggling with his own sort of self-loathing, his own blame over what had transpired in his life, even to his mom and all that stuff. And it was like, maybe that was part of the trick as he came to finally begin to love himself in ways yeah, because he was being loved by the people around him in a new way too. And he's like, he keeps going like, I would never take part in a conversation like this. Like he'll say something and then be like, what am I doing? Like these are exactly the conversations <laughs> that began to really make, I really began to enjoy. He starts to feel, and he starts to realize he's been numb. So he starts noticing his noticing, like, oh, I notice, but I don't see. Like I'm really good at doing my job. But I also, and then Nunez shows up and it's like, your report says you're great, but like, my God, you miss a lot. She's like almost reflecting back to him. You, you, wait, wait, hold on. They say that you're like one of the best in the universe, but wow. And then he starts to realize there's all these things happening like in the bakery that he could not put in his report. He's like, the chairs don't care about any of this, but this is the stuff that makes up. So it's like, he's starting to go, I think there's giant bandwidths of life that I just have been checked out of. For decades. Totally. Oh my god. <laughs> I, a thousand percent. <laughs> I love that you the listeners to your podcast are like, who the fuck who's keen? What's noon yay? What's going on here? <laughs> that's that's part of the fun, guys. You gotta read it. You gotta read it. I love it. Oh my god. I also envisioned you because this is how I listen to you on your podcast and stuff, like half the fun is listening to you laugh at yourself. Mm -hmm. Like because you get such a kick out of your own like the way your own mind works and the things that you say. Were you just like laughing as you wrote the book? Like in those parts when you would just see him recognizing like as it was coming out, I could see you just going back through and reading and just having a good time. Honestly, there were like laugh, just laughing with pure delight. Like a lot of days, not know, knowing a kind of where the story was going, but then finding out. I don't know what the percentage is of like, yeah, oh, this this I know it's going to happen in the scene, and just like especially Dill Tud saying, being like, where did he? <laughs> laughing out loud, and then quite a few scenes like, just like crying and not knowing why hmm. not and even in, uh, in the audio book i left in when i was recording the audiobook like random scenes just hit me 
so hard. Or when um, Nunier does her bread is magic speech in the ravine. I was probably yeah. in the ravine for three or four, it probably was three or four days in the ravine. And I like, why did she pick the kid? What's his name? Dune. And then she says, Dune, you pick somebody. And Dune picks, what's her name? Kixie Fluger. What, why is that a big deal? Like, honestly, almost I'm in the scene interviewing myself about why it's a big deal that Dune picked Kixie Fluger. And Lines tells Keen, oh, yeah, I mean, she used to be with Dune, but then she was with, and that's why this is just like, all that is just, I just pure delight. Just, I'm high on my own delight, all alone on the middle of a Wednesday afternoon, finding out. <laughs> This is why the audiobook is next on my list is going and listening to you, it, um, you read it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't understand. I, I there's a lot of it I don't understand how it works. Yeah. I don't know. Have you felt like that before with your nonfiction books or mm, not as much? That's just such a particular Well, you've written. It's a particular intellectual energy that like it's essentially like your writing is like at some level, no matter how creative, warm, memoir, whatever it is, there's also a, a certain sort of thesis or an argument. You're, you're, and so yep. A, and then followed by B, followed by C. And if even conceptually it doesn't unfold in a way that makes sense, even the reader's like, wait, what are we talking about this for? Um, and that is a honestly in the end of the summer of 2021, I had, talk about liminal space, a, a overwhelming sense that I was coming to the end of a whole thing I've been doing for a number of years. I mean, it was, it, it was like went down to my bones, like something is ending. Some way of being me or doing what I do. Um, I, and it was like a, it felt like a death. Like, you know, those feelings where you're like, mm. oh, something's dying, you know, like, especially yeah. when you're coaching people, I'm assuming you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is not about you getting better or optimizing you. Something wants to die. And people are like, a lot of people are like, wait, that's not a, what is that? And it's, um, the numbing devices are so prevalent around us that you can avoid the like, that's a particular, sounds like a frequency or something. But yeah, uh, there was something of those books. It wasn't like this. It was like, there's a thing I want people to know. So it's infused with all sorts of whatever, funny or stories or, but this was like almost taking, just doubling down, just, just those bits and then trusting that somehow it might be something on the other side. You know, it was a very, yeah. very, it was like a life, I don't know how to say it, like, if your life turns on these hinges, like I'm, in the moment I remember thinking, this is like, I wonder how new, is this just a new project or is this a new way of being or is this a new job or is this like, is everything changing forever? <laughs> I have, I, I'd have to just be like, I have to, let's go have a sandwich. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but yes, it, just be open it to felt it. <laughs> that monumental. Still does. Wow. Amazing. So how many books does this series plan to have? I mean, do you see me as somebody who would have a plan? No, not at all. <laughs> that seems like it would ruin it. Is there a second book? <laughs> well, it's, How about it's, that? Well, that one's called Book. I, I, this in interviews, it's been so 
like I've been like, do not say what's coming. Just, I've always been like, I, well, you know, I like don't publicly talk about what I'm working on because you don't want to be that person who's like, hey guys, working on chapter seven, just, just to produce stuff. So if oh. I've been like working on a book on spaceships, better just to be like, and I actually at o- Omega, I yeah. knew we were like weeks away. So I was like, okay, I guess I can talk about this with, but otherwise, I used to prefer to just put stuff out, but I love it. Yeah, I get very excited, and I get very excited about. And I've actually noticed in interviews, um, Brian Eno, this wonderful musician, he talks. He's like, I don't read fan mail. He says because admirers of my work, um, admire admiring voices are inherently conservative. He said, uh, if you listen to your admirers, they will inevitably want you to do the thing that drew them to you which you may or may not be interested in doing and i'm i'm so struck with how knowing where we'll go next and uh i've noticed no one's expecting that and it uh i've noticed even in my head like the that will disappoint people who wanted to pick up the da 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 it's like that's fine that they'll everybody will be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. They were they'll be fine. And they'll then they'll begin to see maybe, maybe not, who knows, what we're what we need to do next. Um I I when I began to see that, that's what also happened early in the writing was I remember the moment of like, oh my God. Well, if we're following this, then what if we and what if that? There was like a moment, like a Oh, dude, you're going to be, you, this could be like 20 or 30 years. And I remember thinking, oh, what would that be a lovely one? That'd be, what a life. Yeah, so who knows? Amazing. Who knows? Well, that's a perfect answer because <laughs> it harkens back to one of the other lines I wrote down of the, so the only place we are is here and the locations come and go from here. <laughs> <laughs> which I loved as well, because it's all like, I mean, that explanation of that was like beautiful that it's like, we're here. Everything else is coming through us and a part of us. And again, that just was like something I looked at and maybe, maybe in a way you're in your own liminal space again, because uh, it's like I, you talked about it, Omega sort of getting in those two spaces. You're in the like creation space or you're in that sort of rest space and you have to like go into both and then come back around. You're moving the back, form. moving yeah. back. You're listening. You're you're not knowing, and then something begins to arise, and you're like, "Oh, this, yeah, yeah." It's interesting what you said about the 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 locations. So so, one way to think about it would be, we all talk about there's the Alex experience, there's the Rob experience. For most human beings, separation is the fundamental lens. There's me, there's you, there's the separate self, and and the the ego that comes with it. Uh, or you could shift from separation to unity and say, we, you, me, us, are an experience the universe is having. So like Alan Watts said, uh, you are something that the universe is doing in the same way that a wave is something the ocean is doing. So then you move to things like murder. Murder is killing me. Everything is its very own self. And if you move to unity and wholeness as the way to view everything, then within that there are all these parts and divisions and differences, but they all exist 
every part exists within a whole. So the shift in consciousness, what, what, and in many ways, what you would call waking up was waking up to the inherent unity and connection of everything. And for most, like, uh, was it Serpong talks about being saturated in separation? Uh, so even this, like, location, like there are these separate locations, and you as an individual self move from this location to this one. But if you pause and think about perhaps your awareness, which is boundless, infinite, has these things coming and going yeah. from within it. <laughs> This is, this is the stuff I live for, Rob. I just want you to know. <laughs> My son Trace and I will sit around and talk about this. We'll co- talk on the phone for hours about all this. And just, just we just keep smiling. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, I think that's sort of the like, that's the stuff that keeps me coming back to spiritual conversations with people is when people can go to those spaces of just beyond mm-hmm. what even our brains can actually totally process, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. even really fathom or process that we are those parts, but part of the whole, which becomes the whole, like I love in, in that episode where you talk about the grocery store and how the grocery store is a great example yes. of how all those parts are really part of the whole. And we're yes. all, we're not yes. separate. We are oneness. Right. Um, we are the grocery store. Exactly. We are the grocery store. I love that. And I think, you know, that's also what I tried to get to in my book. Um, and it's hard, though, sometimes I think we can intellectualize that. But where do we go to embody that? You know, like, what's the work yeah. in embodying that? Yeah. Well, to the the really interesting thing happens when you begin to see that your mind is something happening within you. And for so many people, especially in the modern world, the sense of self is so wedded to the mind. I am my thoughts. I'm, I'm, the thought comes along, I'm worthless. Well, then I'm worthless, as opposed to, oh, look at that thought. And you even think about, think about when we were growing up, like, who, so-and-so is intelligent. Why is that? They did really well in their SATs and went to a good school. They got good grades. So even the way Western post-Enlightenment tradition took an incredibly narrow slice of the intelligence pie and went, so-and-so is able to do this. Or even think about making money. Like, oh man, they're really smart. They've made a bunch of money. Two different things. Have met a lot, met a lot of wealthy people. Intelligence, making money, two different things. <laughs> <laughs> so you just think about how many people, intelligence, as opposed to think about... Uh, Somebody who has a, has an intelligence of trees, birds, soil. Think of how many intelligences people wouldn't even. So and so is really intelligent. What's he mean? They they can feel a texture and connect with it in a way that like wait, what's that? How how is that productive or useful? How does that make money? So for so many in our world, the sense of self is directly tied. My son Trace calls it New York Times brain. Mm. How fast can you process bits of information to give your opinion and be clever? Um, and so just noticing that your mind is just something happening, how often your your body knows something. Yeah, Your mind's super, like, I don't know what the right thing, and the body is just shouting, like, go to Ohio. How many ways do we have to, or whatever, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, like, how, so, so at, at some level, 
that's what you're actually learning is that you have a there is a self even that's questionable true but and and thoughts are just one of many things happening within the thing that you call you and i call uh that we all call i and even then when we all name ourselves and talk about ourselves we all say i so we even name talk about unity we all give ourselves the same name <laughs> it just gets weirder the more you reflect on it i hadn't even thought of that <laughs> you know think about how so think about Every if I were every time I've ever asked you throughout your entire life, is it now or is it then? You would have said now. Mm-hmm. If I ever would have asked you, are you here or there? You never would have said I'm there. You would have said I'm here. So every single human being, when asked name, location, time, says I here now. Yeah. So perhaps we all are form a whole, and then within that, there happen to be some differences. Yeah, which get get tied up in that desire to still be different, right? Because then it gives us something to hold on to. We're unique. We're this, that. I mean, I even think I notice as I slip away from using as much labels, even identifying as being trans, sometimes I catch myself. It trips me in that because it's just another way for me to stay separate from the wholeness. And And, yeah. And you can see in when a person's been wounded, the extra clinging and grasping to an identity. And, and I, I, yeah, your path, you, you're seeing, that's, that's really profound. Like there was much pain and marginalization and et cetera. But the other polarity, the, the I wasn't allowed to be me, but then the grasping and clinging to the me that's the true me becomes just another, we're just swapping out. Amen. And that's tricky when people have really been wounded to go, oh, this new identity thing. And uh, yeah, you, you realize that's, that's a trap. Yep. That, that, that may offer temporary help and healing, which is fine. But long-term, it's the same grasping and clinging that always wrecks a person. Yeah. Oh, a, a thousand, thousand percent. Yes. I, I mean, mean, that is. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, you're, that's, that's the, that's, it's happening all around us in so many ways. But I'm a, uh, great, we're already kind of in trouble, even though that's a great, a very necessary to say, and already planting the seeds for a bunch of, a new kind of pain down the road. Yeah. And what if that's just the way it is? You know, like, I mean, I wonder, like we were just saying at the beginning that this place is full of so much. I mean, really what the book, like the love, the loss, the grief, bread, there's so much bread and thank God for bread in the world. I love that theme. I was like, bread is, I love bread. You cannot get enough bread, but everyone's like telling you, you shouldn't eat bread. Bread's bad for you too. You know, there's so many things like tied up in that, just like our emotions of the loss and the grief, get over it, move on. Haven't you moved on already? You know, people want you to hurry up through grief and all of those things and all that stuff. That's maybe what makes this place such a beautiful, messy, horrible, extraordinary. I mean, it's what makes this place is all of that. Yeah. 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 You have to, you, at some point it's, this is how the playing field works. So 
if you have no larger sense of wholeness, then you are. It's just fractions, divisions, differences. But if you have some sense that it's all happening within a whole, then yes, of course you grieve and weep and you're angry and you protest, etc. And you also have a sense that even this is somehow part of something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, one of the things I've been working with personally is the idea of, you know, it shouldn't be this way. And this very like, you know, waving of the fists in the air at any number of things, someone cutting you off in traffic, someone doing this or that. Uh, like I had a dental procedure denied by insurance. That's the whole point of insurance. It shouldn't be this way. But when you can move past that, it shouldn't be this way to the, it is this way. Yes. There is some sort of freedom in that space. Ooh, where can I go from here then? If it just is this way, can I make this space neutral? Can I make this space? It's not good or bad. It doesn't have to be life or death. It doesn't have to be right. I'm bad or I'm not worthy or I got it wrong. What if it opens up this whole new space for us to find peace? What a novel idea through that neutrality. Oh, okay. What you just said is so right. So think about um, he shouldn't have lied. She shouldn't have cheated. Well, did he lie? Did she cheat? Yes. So me looking back, I mean, like, she shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. They did. Mm. So... Whatever they did that hurt me, when I say they shouldn't have, reality is they did. So I am, in my mind, picking a fight with reality. Yeah. And then I'm saying they caused my suffering. Well, whatever degree they caused my suffering, I'm punching myself <laughs> in the face looking around for fists. Totally. Totally. 100%. So the... the and obviously lots of wonderful people, but shout out to Byron Katie, like loving what is. Yep. Like there's, you have to move to understanding that how you're holding it in your head. Start there. Start there and watch the world start to shift. Yeah. I have my, my best friend, I'll say like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. And he'll say, you should have done exactly what you fucking did. <laughs> it's what happened. Yep. Right? So we can shit all we want on it. It's what happened. Yeah. So we're going to have to work with what happened. Totally. I love it. All right. So I want to just read this little part from the book because this part just, this got me. Um, so I'm not even going to do a lead into it. People, you'll find it when you get to it, folks. Um, <laughs> you'll know it when you get there. Okay. So Borns spreads out his arms as far as he can reach. Love must be incarnated in space and time. He brings his hands together until they're almost touching. And to do that, love must empty itself of its infinite, boundless formlessness in order to be present in bodies between people. You feel this, Zigame? Do you not? He doesn't wait for her to answer. You want to give yourself to him, this moment, this place, this time, to future little Zigas and Philippes. You want the limits. Because in them, in these people we choose to love, is the limitless vastness of the universe. We die to everything else we could do and everywhere else we could be in order to love the ones we're with here and now. It is the death of all those other futures that makes the present, the world opening, wondrous gift that it is. Heartbreaking and maddening, but wondrous. I... I like copied and pasted that, saved the screen cap from the Kindle, wrote that down, talked to my wife about it. And 
And I was just like, the thing I wrote down afterwards was that when, when we take the boundless formlessness and give it the form of the shape of our spouse, our friends, our communities, those that we look like or believe the same things as us that we believe, we take that limitlessness and make it limited. Yes. And so she reminded me of, I don't know if you've read Course in Miracles, but one of the things in there talks about sort of the special love that we take our spouse, we take our parents, and we make this sort of special love. And that way we actually create a separation, you know, in a way, mm. because we're not actually just seeing love as love that, like we're saying, we're all the I, we're all part of the same I. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought it almost then becomes this idol. There's almost this idolatry that we then oh, have. Huh when we put that limitlessness into this one limited person that we love. And I don't know, that just came to me as sort of a side. I mean, that was beautiful. Also, I loved the energy of that, that that makes sense that we sort of died all of our futures and what else could be because we're choosing that now, that version of the now. Yeah. But yeah. I also and the people just, who happen to be in it around us. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think the special, I understand what they're saying. I can see why the special love, there is a degree to which I can't stay in the vague. You know, everybody who give me some names. Let's start with that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love hearing you read that. <sighs> that part was really <laughs> something that struck me. I mean, like I said, I felt like in so many ways, this felt like this. It's like such a unique way that it became this big Rob Bell sermon, you know, like I just, <laughs> I loved it. Well, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at that scene. I think that's the scene where, where uh, Borg starts like, um, does are you is Pete, does Philippe ready to die? Yes, and he's like, no, yeah, I actually just saw him the other day. I think he's, I just saw him in the alley. He's like, he's fine again, not he, observing. He's right. getting it, but he's missing he, it. Yeah, he's like, I'm actually in, like, I'm starting to like have relationships. I'm starting to like feel, but he's still just like, no, yeah, no, I think he's fine. I just saw him the other day. It's like you're the dumbest smart person I've ever met kind of energy, oh, you know, so yeah. many times mm -hmm. with him. Yeah, I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, this is fantastic. All right. Let's see if I got any other good questions for you in here. So how have folks been connecting with you? Like I've seen some of your comments about some of the reviews that you've got, but I'd love to know, you know, like what feedback you're getting and how that's all feeling. Oh, it's exactly. It's like it's just like talking to you and totally different because people see first off people see all kinds of things in the story that i did that is new to me mm. all sorts of connections and easter eggs and did you notice that the no so that's just fascinating to see what people see people always go personal mm. grief loss joy connection um it's you make up a world on other planets sometime in the future and instantly we're connecting at a deep heart level. Amazing. So that is amazing. The different characters and scenes and lines, various people, it jumps out. Various people have different scenes they want to read out loud. That It's like they're reading the scene about a thing that was made up by a guy, me, in the and yet... I'm somehow seeing the person. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I can't, I, I just, I, I'm just like, I thought I was doing interesting stuff. I thought I was getting to be a part of really great stuff. 
And this is like a whole other realm or something. I don't even know what to call it. Isn't that fascinating, though, yeah, how like, life takes those mm -hmm. turns if you stay open to it? Because, I mean, if you could look back, you know, if you could go back in time and look at your younger self, even the path you already had taken up until now might have surprised you in some ways. Like the fact that you left oh, right. your family where you left your origin, left the church, came to be a surfer in California, you know, started writing all these books, speaking. You took a lot of flack for that in a lot of places, you know, um, all of that journey enough was so powerful and such a transform like transformation aside from what you probably were called to do, you know, in a way. It's a pretty good pretty good ride like the thought that like like in star wars when they're getting away and on the millennium falcon he pushes that button and they go to like hyper light speed and you're like wait there's a button that you could just yeah the and i've talked to lots of people who you love all the earlier yous because that was what you could handle at the time yeah. <laughs> and then you find out later whoa or even like the word like authentic or people people have an experience of some sort of genuine self that feels more and immediately we want to condemn the earlier i was just faking i was just going through the motions um no that was just you that you have to or, or love the earlier use yeah look at me let me try to find my way I look love at that it. that was that was real i just had a that was real to a to a degree of course like you can't suddenly like now i get it because then now you're really in trouble like finally i I do it like this does feel like it was all that as a, a wonderful warm up. There are feelings like that, but it's also how else would we get here? I mean, I remember doing, I remember doing sermons. I mean, I was always like, and then your friend Keith, who wants to borrow your lawnmower, like I was always just making up these random. There were always characters coming and going from what I was doing that was just delighting me. <laughs> You know, Carl from the accounts department can't stop talking about bowling, wants to know what you're doing next Thursday because there's a RV convention at the mall. Like, I was just these people and what they were wearing, their names and what they were obsessed with. And there were, they was always coming and going and such. It was always delighting me. I just duct taped like a hundred of them together at some point. It's like earlier me would have gotten this and loved it and been like, Surprised, but not surprised, I assume. Like, oh, that's where it went. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Good times. It's like the parts <laughs> of us are always inside of us waiting to be born. Yes. You know, like yes. waiting for us to yes. be ready, for the yes. world to maybe be ready, whatever yeah. aspect of it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I have all sorts of sadness and disappointment, anger, loss that I've only in, I would say, the last year or two have been able to experience and understand and like actually let it that i think earlier me would have oh it would have been like oh yeah that it would have made a bunch of sense to earlier me who was just like just keep going stay stay a step ahead of it do you think this book in a way gave you some new healing into some of that grief and some of that loss i mean i, I mean, yeah, and, and what's so fascinating to me is I can't even, it's so deep, I can't, some, a lot of it I couldn't even really articulate to you in any sort of clear way. And that was happening in the writing, and I was like, something is happening that my mind was just like this, 
something is happening in me that my mind, which has been like the thing running the show, there was like a like a switch to the heart, like a like the whole thing, like. Mm-hmm. It Very was evident, so. like it was evident. Mm. You know, just after reading mm. all of your books, being present in workshops you've done, all stuff. It was like <laughs> this new part of you. It was almost as if it was like flipped upside down, and this whole new part of you was. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. was you, even more you, <laughs> like in this way. Mm, that's what it felt yeah. like. That's what it felt like. Like more Alex, more yeah. Rob, more yeah. of the I, like the learning. bigger I. That's what we're learning. Not. Right. And and somehow the bigger I then amplifies and clarifies the smaller I at some level. Then you're like freer to just be whatever this is. Apparently this is Rob. Apparently this is Alex. Oh, apparently this is this round. Okay. Cool. So 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 we got to work with? Okay. Then we'll do this. What do we love? What do we want to do? What's next? <laughs> yeah. Double down on that. It's beautiful. All right. Well, I always love to ask people since it's what needs to be said. Is there anything else you think needs to be said? Yeah, there's just uh, something, something that just this past week, Kristen was telling me there's this uh, wonderful comedian slash guide slash wisdom person named Jessa okay. Reed. and she has this phrase. She says she was wired for the new world. And that gave me such a wonderful way to name a thing I've noticed is um, and I can only imagine people who listen to your podcast. You aren't wired for this political system. Like you actually have a sense of of public service. So this political system doesn't isn't built for public a lot of it some of it is but the larger sort of national theater stuff is built for corporate sponsors who pretend to be humans um, or (laughs) educate education that seems to jam lots of different kinds of kids into a prescribed template or business that can only think about return and an increase on return and not do we even do something good? Do we, is it a good place to work? Maybe we should give the employees the ownership mm-hmm. of the thing. Um, so I've just noticed how many people like don't fit in the current dominant structures. Yeah. It, Probably because you're wired for what's coming. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because you can you can feel a whole thing is melting down. Like Patagonia is just you know twenty minutes away from here, and Patagonia they just Yvonne the family that started it the guy they just gave the company to the earth. Uh, a couple of years ago on Black Friday they took out an ad: "Don't buy our stuff." Yeah, I remember that. And they're wildly profitable. They sued the Trump administration over some environmental issues. <laughs> and uh, if something of theirs rips or breaks, you just send it in, they repair it, so there'll be less stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing it here and there, people who... The number of people I've met who are running for public office, city council representative, who are like, 
yeah, they're people. Yeah, they're people who have run things, and like, so that to me, yeah, perhaps the angst, uh, depression, uh, fear, the sense of not like out of alignment. Yeah, something might be coming. Yeah, I, 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 something's coming where you might be right at home. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I'll tell you. <laughs> so you start, you just start trusting that and doing that now. And the people who are doing that now, we go, Oh, look at that. That's new. That's fresh. Yeah. That's like helpful. That's, that's how, yeah. And so you're already seeing things being done in entirely new ways. So I, that's say what needs to be said to all the people who are like, how come it's not? Well, there is no border between the self and the whole. So when you follow it as you would truly follow it, you, yes, that's you're you're making a new world, and that's what we're all doing. So we could, and we're cheering you on. I'm into that. Rob, tell people where they can find you. Oh well, C Street in Ventura. <laughs> I'll be on a wave in about an hour. Um, and then Trader Joe's. Brilliant. Uh, my, all my stuff's at robbell.com and there's on Instagram, I'm I doing an, an ongoing art show. Beautiful. <laughs> New artist and fiction writer, <laughs> Rob Bell. <laughs> well, Rob, I just want to thank you for being here. I want to tell you, you know, I love you so much and I want to just thank you oh, thank for you. what you have thank you. brought to the world, created in the world, shared with the world, because, you know, you have um, been life-changing to me, so. Oh, man. That just means the world. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week on What Needs to be Said. <laughs>